Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Australia. You're listening to My Millennial Money Property. I'm Glenn James, and this is... John Pigeon. And today we're talking about the F-HOG, First Home Owners Grant. Do you guys call it the F-HOG in the industry? No. I just kind of read it as that way, F-HOG. Yeah. So, I want to ask you a couple of questions about this, John. But before we do that, a shout out and a thank you to Sean Wellman from Wellman Finance. Sean is a qualified mortgage broker. You really can't do property in this country without finance unless you're a freaking billionaire yes and you can just write checks and make it happen so you really do need a quality mortgage broker in your corner and sean and the team at wellman finance they've got behind the my millennial money property podcast mm. and we're thankful that uh they've done that so yeah thank you to sean you can go to wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash m3 correct and a wealth of knowledge that guy is. He is. And particularly if you're in Melbourne and want a face-to-face broker as well. Yeah. Uh, really cool. But, you know, if you're anywhere in Australia, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll take a call. And, I mean, as a, in this day and age, you really don't need to be face-to-face with anyone. Uh, but he's helped clients of no. ours all over Australia. So He does like to get face-to-face, but I, st- I keep telling him he doesn't need to. Yeah. But, um, anyway, all G. Now, mm. what is the... F-Hog in its simplest forms, John. And remember, we're, do- we're talking broad brushstrokes um, mm. across Australia. It might vary state to state. Yeah. Uh, but what is it? Has it got anything to do with the stamp duty thing? Talk to, uh, talk yeah. to, so, talk to me, baby. So the first homeowner's grant is a, a dollar amount that was – or a scheme that was introduced in around 2000 um, to offset what's happened then or a decision made by the government to introduce GST. So I said, well, we'll offset that by creating a first homeowners grant to allow first homeowners to get into the market a little bit more easily. But back in 2000, like they've always been state-based. Yeah. Was it, uh, was it actually as a, a stimulus, stimulus thing or a, the GST thing? Yeah, it was, it was initially created because of the GST. Wow. Yeah. Now, it was a national scheme, but it, it was then regulated under the... Um, state bodies, so they then create their own right. legislation. Yeah, because back in two thousand, things like fourteen thousand, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it used to be pretty juicy, and in some states, it still is juicy. And that fourteen grand back then, that was like whether it's a brand new house, whether it's an old shack, as long as you haven't lived in that place, correct? And you're a first home purchaser. Yes, they would write the check. Okay. Yeah, and, and that's still the case today in most states. Um, new home. But existing home, no grant, basically. Um, so, yeah, whether you build that home or the stipulation is no one's lived in it yet, right? Yes. So you actually could buy one that's already complete, but no one's lived in it, you would still qualify for that grant. Yes. And if you substantially renovate yeah. in some states. Yeah, a bit of a grey area, that one. So it's, um, yeah. But as you said, 
there's a there's a good website called firsthome.gov.au and that looks at every state okay, um, that's in cool. detail. Yeah. So okay. you can click on and then just choose your state. Um, mm. So that's pretty cool. Um, so a lot of states over the years have abolished it. So in South Australia, for example, now there is no first homeowners grant, whether you buy or buy new or old, doesn't matter. Is that because they think the economy doesn't need the stimuli and we want to save some money? Well, I don't the, know. The it's probably one of the worst books. performing economies at the moment as we speak. So yeah. I don't know why they've done it in their wisdom, but they have. Yeah. Um, so no real advantage for you South Australians at the present. Right. So when we talk about first homeowners grant, it's generally a wad of cash from yeah. the government. Yes. That's separate to any stamp duty concessions. Correct. Yeah. So talk to us about the stamp duty concessions. Yeah. So uh, again, it's, it is state-based. So you would um, you would qualify again under that first homeowners um, scheme and some states will exempt your stamp duty uh, when you buy your first home. Right. Yeah. Now, some states actually allow you to already have a home uh, in your name, but still qualify for the first home owner's um, stamp duty concession. So there's a, there's a few grey areas there. That uh, So don't just think you're out there, you've got a property, I don't qualify. You may qualify, you've just got to go through the test. But that all goes back to strategy, like just don't go and buy a flipping house, yeah. just do some research. And I will say in New South Wales at the moment, you can, if you're a first home buyer, I think mm. up to 650K, mm. It doesn't need to be brand new yes. to get the stamp duty concession. No, that's right. So, yeah. again, a bit of strategy. Mm. If you're a first home buyer in New South Wales at the moment, yeah. you'll get the cash splash from the government yes. and the stamp duty concession. Yeah, and if it's regional, you, you get even more of a kicker. Wow. Yeah, so, again, depending on where you where you live, the, the rules are very, very different. Um, but I think... The one thing that I wanted to, I suppose, get across today was um, don't necessarily just run out and buy or build a new home just to take advantage of the first homeowner's grant um, or the stamp duty concessions. Yeah, and I guess that's similar to, you know, in Moneyland. Like I literally had an email uh, from one of our listeners or on Facebook or something the other day and they said, I run a small business. I need to know what things I can buy for a tax deduction. Yeah. And it's that same thing. It's like, well, hang on one minute. Yeah. You know, I basically wrote back something like, well, if you want to spend $80 to stop giving the government $50, yeah, it'll knock yourself right. out. So yeah. it's it goes back to strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, right. who actually qualifies for the first homeowner's grant? Usually uh, an Australian citizen and usually someone that hasn't owned a home before and obviously they're paying, paying tax in Australia at present and they're usually their spouse or de facto or uh, whatever permanent friend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also hasn't used the first homeowner's grant either. Right. Right. Now why it's so wide and varied is um, – it, it's capped by a dollar figure as well. So if you want to go and buy and build a million-dollar home, there's a good chance that you are exempt or you'll still need to 
um, pay the stamp duty, right? So, for example, in New South Wales, if your if your property is uh, is valued over, I think six hundred or six fifty, the stamp duty starts to kick in again. Right, so it's exempt under under six hundred, I think it is. So, question: If I'm using just for illustration purposes round numbers, mm-hmm. the stamp duty, like this is really basic, the stamp duty scale. If the house was worth five hundred thousand, it was twenty grand of stamp duty. Yep. And the house next door was seventy thousand, and just make something up, it was ten thousand dollars worth of stamp duty. Mm. So. The house over there for seven hundred thousand is thirty thousand dollars stamp duty. Yep. The house here is five hundred thousand dollars with twenty thousand stamp duty. So there's a ten thousand difference because yeah. the scale, you know, it might change on the amount. If I bought a brand new home of a million dollars or seven hundred over that threshold, yeah. would they pro rate it or is it like? Yeah. So it starts so, from zero at. 600 yes that's what i want to know yeah Yeah. it's not this you know if you one dollar over you're at full rate no that's right okay so So you could technically uh use your first homeowner's grant for a really expensive house yeah and only pay three dollars in stamp duty if it was over the threshold depending on the threshold yeah Yeah, that's right cool well that's a that was probably a botched way of me trying to explain it but yeah no i think we got there in the end Mm. um but yeah so just be aware um, yeah, first homeowner's grant and stamp duty, very exclusive to the state you're living in. And um, both different. And very different, yeah. And and be careful that if you're going to buy interstate and you're thinking of moving there, that, again, it may not apply to you in that state that you're living in. Totally. Right? I want to share an example of this because uh, I've got some other questions for you, but I'll jump yep. in, particularly in New South Wales. And I've shared this before maybe on My Millennial Money, but I had a client who was 65, he retired up to Foster mm-hmm. in one of those almost like a, a retirement lifestyle park. Yep. So the little houses in there, they're basically glorified caravans yep. without wheels, right? Now, and they're plumbed into the ground. And yeah, all that. Yeah. So, so he paid $70,000 for this glorified caravan. Mm-hmm. He was 65 years old, always lived and worked in the city. Mm-hmm. He was the first home buyer. So the reason I say it is the stamp duty body in your state, they're pretty pragmatic. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I I called them and said, hey, this guy hasn't purchased a house. Yeah. Uh, He's 65. We're buying in a park. Yeah. They said, look, so he wrote the check and bought it with cash. There was no mortgage involved. Yep. And then we took some photos because they just said, we just want to know that it's not a caravan. Mm -hmm. So we took some photos to show that there was no axle there or wheels and it was plumbed in. Yeah. And then, yeah, wrote the check, gave him $77,000 as a first homeowner's grant. Uh And that was inside one of those parks and he pays Mm. the rates. So they're pretty pragmatic. Yeah. And because he was a legitimate first home buyer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, it's it's such a case by case. So the the water cooler and the, the barbecue conversation... Um, what you hear or what you have as hearsay, you, you need to really check it out because you actually may qualify. Um, I, I will make correction. When I was talking South Australia, stamp duty uh, concessions no longer apply. First time owner grant dollars still do. Right, okay, yeah? cool. So it's not all doom and gloom for the crow eaters. So it's important, John, with strategy and it could be a legitimate strategy to live in it and then we use it as an investment property, like a broad brush stroke. Do I have to? What's it like? How long do you have to live in it? Yeah, good question. So, again, it's state specific, but 
uh, minimum six months of the first 12 months you need to reside uh, your your bills need to be there etc uh, in in some cases it's actually 12 months the full 12 months of that 12 month period um, in some cases it's actually it doesn't matter which six month period so it doesn't have to be the first six months after you've bought it can be the second six months, but yeah. Yeah, so you could basically buy a property out of area. We're going to move up there. It's an hour away. Yep. Buy it, throw a tenant in there for the first six months, yep. then move in for the second six months. Correct. Then you could maybe even move back out and rent vest. Move back out. And, and I'm having a lot of conversations with people these days about the strategic nature of where, how they go about this. Yeah. Now, people obviously like to try and bend the rules sometimes. So they say, oh, like I'll put my mate in there and send my bills there. Well, that that's up to you, but essentially that's not Break, really complying. It's the law. Yeah, yeah, it's not complying. Um, but yeah, there's there's ways around. I think we've, we've the stars have got to align to say, look, I'm in the market to buy the home that I want to live in, in the area that I maybe want to spend the next ten years. Um, so, do I want to build new? Yes or no? If so, great. I can take advantage of the grant potentially in in my state. I can also get a stamp duty concession and it's the right time in the market for me to buy as well because that's what a lot of people don't take into account is, well, okay, my my town or, or suburb's just been through a three or four-year growth phase. Now I want to buy into that market. Well, there may be better times. So talk to me about Victoria. Yes, Victoria is pretty attractive um, at the moment as a place to live in, but uh, as it's always been. But I, I wouldn't know, John. <laughs> well, you are venturing down there in a few weeks. I am. Um, for the first homeowner, they can get up to twenty grand as a grant if they build new in regional Victoria, right? So the stipulations of obviously around what they. Uh, designate as regional Victoria, but they can get a 20 grand um, kicker there as well as a stamp duty concession. So potentially saving themselves up to 40 grand. Now, what a lot of people ask in that instance is, well, wouldn't the builder just put 20 grand more onto their build price? Um, And that's where you have to be really savvy to understand and get different build quotes to know that you're that 20 grand is not getting whacked on top of it, so you're not actually saving. Yeah. And I think as well, like you were touching on, you know, you don't want to just buy in the street next to your current street that you're renting because you've grown up in the area. Mm. Like anything financial planning, it's like this is what we want to do out there. Yeah. Then we work back just to see how the cards might stack up. Yeah, So that's we're right. leading with strategy and we always say this, but it's like yeah. – so because we often say, well, you particularly, John – there, if you want to be an investor and buy an investment property, and a lot of people do this, I'll rephrase it. I'm going to buy a property in the next street. I'm going to get my first homeowner's grant of could be $10,000 and there could be $20,000 of uh, free government yeah. stamp duty concessions or whatever. I'm going to do that and save money. But as you said, it's in the top of the market. Yeah, You might not make money. So what you say is if you are actually doing it as an investment strategy, yeah. Where is a good place to invest? Point one. Okay. Mm. That's a good place there. Oh, by the way, that state will give investors or whatever five grand bonus. I think when I got my second place, which was a brand new property, I got a a $5,000 kicker from the state government. Yep. And it wasn't my first home. No. So, 
there could be times where the Mercury and Venus absolutely align. Yeah, that's right. You could yeah. be living in a place that is ready to sizzle in four years. Yeah. You might want to live there. You might be ready to buy a house. So Yeah, and then I suppose, yeah, you're right, like looking forward and then looking back to the short term to make that decision. But saving 20 or 30 grand, is that going to, to set you back because I, I'm taking advantage of the first homeowner grant which means now I've got a $500,000 mortgage that I didn't really want, but I, I saved 20 grand. Yeah. And I think this is funny. Like it, I'm going to go to a place in the conversation that we hadn't already talked about. Like we've got some discussion points here, but yeah. this is why it's so important. Like imagine telling your friends or your family, some friends or family, they know you want to buy a house. Yeah. And you're saying, I'm not going to use my first homeowner's grant. Yeah. I'm buying an investment property out of state. Mm. And they're thinking, what the heck? You're going to give away 20 grand? You're an idiot. Like, so you've got to be very sure on your strategy. Mm. And it might have even been you might have had a clarity call with John. You may have done his online uh, property program academy. Mm. I can't even pronounce it, whatever. Yeah, that'll do. You may have engaged him as your coach. But you've got to be strong enough to tell the family members, hey, thank you. Tell your friends, thank you. Yeah. That's, I love that you're looking out for me. But I've got other advice and strategy or whatever that is. And I'm trust I've I've been informed enough to make my own decision. And you're not woke enough to realize <laughs> that <laughs> well, I could actually make a hundred grand over the next twelve months yeah. rather than saving twenty grand. And the property being flat for the next three years. Yeah, and and you mentioned there about uh, being informed, and I think that's the key. Like I could tell you or someone else could tell you something, but you need to wrap your own head around it with your own research and knowledge or, or understand someone that can tell you how to get that research and knowledge, and that's the key because, mm. as you said, like if you save 20 grand on a, on a 400 grand purchase, you can get that back with 5% growth in the first year in a moving market or, That's or right. 10%. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it can happen pretty So, quickly. again, all these opportunities, like there's a, there's a podcast episode that's up on My Millennium Money Express I did yeah. recently, The Power of Saying No. Yeah. And just because an opportunity presents itself, like absolutely, the government giving me 20 grand or whatever of mm. exemptions, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. But we scratch a little bit deeper and that strategy could be fraught with danger depending on where you live yeah. and if you just willy-nilly woke up tomorrow morning and wanting to buy a house. Yeah, that's right. And and not the topic for today, but similar to the 5% deposit that the government are starting to talk about now, like, well, it sounds good in theory, but if the interest rate's a percent or 1.5% higher than the norm, yeah. um, am I actually going to – is it going to hurt me in five years' time? Yeah. And we'll, we'll finish up there, but I think it's just for me personally – I've used this example as well. The planets did align for my first home purchase. Mm. I knew that strategically I wanted to buy a house and live in it yeah. in the area that I live. So I purchased a brand new house mm. and I got the stamp duty and I got the grant. Yeah. The Perfect planets storm. aligned. Perfect yeah. Storm. But yeah. it might not have happened if it was a more expensive suburb. I might not have been able to afford it anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. You've just got to be, I don't know, what's, did you ever see the show Friday Night Lights? No. 
It was a saying. I'm just going to Google that before we end the podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, I can give you the opposite story. I bought a house in July of 1999. So the, the homeowner's grant came in about 12 months after I purchased. So I was ineligible, unfortunately. I was spewing. Yeah, yeah, savage. I found I wasn't listening, but um, <laughs> someone else was. Uh, <laughs> it's like that saying, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. <laughs> I'm just saying, got to open your eyes. Yeah. Clear eyes. You yeah. Got to seek first to understand. Hey, remember, if you want to talk about this topic further, jump in the My Millennium Money Facebook group. Doesn't cost you to join. Nope. Just costs you your dignity. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks. Bye. If you want to really turn up your property, education, and information journey, make sure you check out the Solvair Property and Finance Academy. This is an amazing online resource that John has put together. It's to empower and to give results to people who are either first-time buyers, whether for their home to live in or an investment property, or if you're a seasoned property investor. This online academy is for you. Check out the link in the show notes. It will change your life if you let it. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals.